0: Hello, this is a the Shark and friends. And Russell. Mm, And Russell podcast. And on today's show, we've got the amazing Gary Krause from Legend Music Studio and Papa, which is Phuket Academy of Performing Arts. We find out about how Gary got here, about his fighting in the war where he was some sort of secret service agent. And we find out a very interesting fact about Russell, which I didn't know. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the podcast.
1: Gary Krauss. Oh, thank you for having me. Um more than welcome.
0: Gary is the MD, the guru of greatness, the... What other words can I come up with, Gary, for what he does? Uh, Nothing, Russell, come on. Charlatan. <laughs> studio. Shaman of sexy, that's me. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're in Gary's studio. Gary Krauss is the um, MD manager um, of Legend Studio, and uh, what's your role in Papa? Um, you- I own it. Oh, he owns it. That's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> That's not a bad start, to now, be Now, I'm going to pre-warn everybody. <laughs> My
1: name's on the lease.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pay the bills. The yeah. boss is downstairs, but you pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will warn everyone. I've got a feeling this is going to be a, a bit of a sweary one.
2: Quite fucking possibly. Yes,
1: <laughs> I, I, I I meant to kind of clarify that before we started, because you know I have a tendency to drop an F-bomb from time to time. from time to time. You're, to you're time. in
2: good fucking company.
0: <laughs>
2: and also, <you're>, you'll be <laughs> hearing
0: that the quality... Yeah. Of the um of the, the recording. recording
2: should be a, a, a level up.
0: <laughs> if it's well, he's just checking out. If it's not a level up, we're in trouble. Yeah, because we're actually sat in Gary's amazing studio. Um, the, Russell, you've never been to, have you? I've never. If been to this
1: sounds guy, like crap, it's not recorded at Legend. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, it's recorded on my yeah, stupid we might, little We thing. might edit this bit out. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gary, who are you,
1: and what do you do? That's my first question. Sweet Lord, do you have all day? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm Gary Cross. I um. I, I guess I call myself a music producer and a songwriter. That's kind of my second, my second career in my life. Uh, my first career in my life, I, I actually started out in, in big corporate. I started fresh out of the military working for a bank. Oh, hold on. You were in the military? What were
0: you in the military? Please tell me you were a sniper or a, um, a special ops person that you can't talk about. All, the, um,
1: all white South African males between the age of kind of... 70 and probably 40 have been through the military. It, it wasn't an option for us. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Military service then? Eh?
1: Military service. So um, in my day, it was two years. So I did two years. I was in the artillery, um, heavy artillery, big guns, um, 55 millimeter howitzers. And for my sins, I spent six months in a war zone in Angola fighting somebody else's war. Holy <laughs> crap. I never knew <laughs> that about you and I've known you for years. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, so you went and without with this podcast. We never would have known. It's <laughs> no, <brilliant. laughs> very informative. <laughs>
2: That's madness!
1: Wow. Yeah, it was a, a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet it was.
2: Look
0: and back with fond memories, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, from the military, you went into big corporate. Doing what?
1: Yeah, big corporate. I, I, you know, as most young jobs do, you know, we kind of like leave school. So, you know, for us, leaving the military is leaving school. Yeah. And then it's like, what the hell do I do? So, um, I had contacts in a big bank in South Africa. So. Kind of that's where I went. I started working at a bank. So it's a funny thing because I, I kind of only had one job in my life, but I worked for like three or four different companies.
2: Right.
1: Because I worked for a bank and then I eventually transferred into the IT division. And then eventually I, I was kind of migrated into a, a company that was formed between the bank and IBM. Huh. And then eventually IBM bought the company. So then I'd worked now for three companies doing kind of the same job. And then AT&T bought the division from IBM, so I, w- I worked for AT&T. <laughs>
0: <laughs> doing the same job across the board. Excellent. <laughs> but so far, you've not mentioned music
1: once. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it was, what was it, 1999, I, um, I got to... Prince. Meet. Was it? I thought it was doing a quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1999, Prince. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Point you're, to me. You're on it there. Thanks. So, um. I used to stalk this fellow at, at Universal Music or Polydor in those days because I was a Kiss fan, and I used to yeah, yeah. like phone him up, go, where's a new freaking album going to be available? All that sort of and shit. And you never guess you were but a after Kiss years, fan. But after years and years of, of actually phoning this poor job up, I became really good friends with him, Chris Fenter. Um, and he introduced me to the South African band that, that Universal had just signed called Toxic Shame. I still worked at AT&T at that point. Met the band. Universal released an album, I became a huge fan, the album did nothing, Um, (laughs) then one day over some drinks I was bantering around the fact that I I think I'm going to leave corporate now because I've always wanted to get into music.
0: But you and never had a, sorry. You never had to, a background. Never had no background. Didn't play an instrument no. or anything at that time?
1: I've never played an instrument. However, when I was 10 years old, I always said I wanted to be a music producer. So I kind of looked at the back of records and went, yep, I want to be that dude. I want to be Eddie Kramer. You know, but you
0: didn't know what producing. a music
1: producer was at 10 didn't years old, surely? Didn't have a clue. But it seemed important because <laughs> he was on the back of the album. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I said, okay, well, I'll start a record company. Um, Hold on! And I'll I'll, I'll (laughs) start.
2: I've got a a question about that, admittedly. So you've, with no background in music, no idea really what I'm doing, how to produce.
1: Zero background. I started managing a band, started a record company, made them for a period of time the biggest rock band in South Africa, and kind of. Am I I missing? Got on my way. Well, well, there's there's, there's two
2: sides in terms of being an an, in, in artist management. There's. There's the operational level in terms of the, the marketing, the promotions, the, the contacts, getting the gigs and, and promoting who they are and their, their name. Yeah. And there's this. And for those watching in black and white. I'm pointing to all the kit and caboodle in the studio mm-hmm. in terms of actually producing.
1: This I got into later because right. the band that I started managing and started the record company for, which was Legend Music, um, they were both producers. Okay and the one guy owned a fantastic studio, and he was one of the biggest, if not the biggest jingle producer in south africa um so all of all of the music production was done by him at that point okay however, as a record company it it became apparent very quickly that my biggest expense was paying for artists to record albums, mm-hmm. so I kind of figured with a bit of math that um, for the cost of two albums, I could actually build. A good but small studio and the other guy that didn't have a studio was going to be the the producer so I ended up um, about three years into being the record company built myself a, a music studio and quite literally the month that it was finished um, construction uh, the other fellow decided that he was going to move from Johannesburg to Cape Town <laughs> and he relocated so I, le- I was left with my finger <laughs> up my ass so I was like, <laughs> Cool. I guess I'm going to teach myself how to do this. Yeah, shit yeah. I'm in it for a penny,
0: right? <laughs> say, Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go back. Sorry. When you say start a record label,
1: yeah. So what does that what does that mean? What does that in entail? Entail entail Look, there's a whole heap of um, there's a whole heap of crap that has to happen in the background. Um, and and again, had I had I had any experience in the music industry, I would not. You have probably done wouldn't have done, done it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> The, the the music industry is an absolute shithole. It, it's probably the worst industry in the world to be involved in from a music from the business side. But anyway, I was you know young and naive and uh, tenacious, <laughs> so I kind of figured that I started this because I mean I've been a fan of music ever since I can remember. I mean I can remember playing my own records when I was like three years old on my little gramophone huh. and my you know double reel tape and shit like that. But I've, I've always viewed the industry, and, and even the way that I produce, as I'm doing it as a fan. So, I like music, I know what I like it to sound like, um, and when I started the record company, so I started managing this band, started the record company pretty much at the same time, and I kind of figured that there, there were so many international bands, popular and famous in South Africa, that it never toured there because of apartheid. Yeah. And I'd figured that that was because of Radio airplay. So my first and most important mission was the minute this band's second album was ready, was to get them on the radio. And again, through a bit of luck and pure tenacity, I got them on some of the biggest stations in South Africa, and they had a monster hit um, with a song called Silent Movie, and all of a sudden, bang. Bang. It it was it was just a roller coaster, right? And
0: does that band still exist? No, he-
1: hell no. They were they were their own worst enemies. Um <laughs> uh, you know, I, you I, I say of. band, it, it it was two guys, um, both singers and guitar players and writers and producers. Um and then, you know, once we once we were now famous and, and had um I think the second hit on radio already, you know, we kind of sat around in uh, the boardroom, which was, you know, the table on my patio outside. <laughs> yeah. And they went, I guess we've got to put a fucking band together. And I was like, yeah, because we're getting calls now. Yeah. <laughs> people want to see <laughs> we're, this we're band do stuff. So they found a drummer and they found a bass player and they whacked this band together. But um, it it was all born from the snowballing effect mm-hmm. of, you know, now you know people know this name, Toxic Shame. It's like, where can we see the band? And And another DJ, to be fair, was giving us a bit of a hard time Whilst one DJ was really championing us, another DJ was really hammering us because he kept saying that the band was just a studio project. I was like, okay, we've got to prove these guys That's wrong. Right, okay. <laughs> you know, Let's get out there now. But anyway, that, that was just the first one. And once I started that, um, I, I didn't release them first. Once I decided I'd, I was starting a record label, I signed other bands. So when I launched my label, I think I launched it with um, five albums simultaneously released. Huh. Um, most of them were getting airplay all together. So it was making quite a splash in, in, in the music industry.
2: Wow. From a, a production point of view, I mean, as you've pointed out, you're obviously a KISS fan. Yeah. It's a um, let's go rock fan. Is, from a production side, is that your wheel, obviously must be your wheelhouse, but do you sort of branch out um. into other aspects, other areas of music as well? I guess not. I, right. I, I, I guess <laughs> no.
1: It's. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's a difficult thing because if if you cast your eyes around, you, I mean, clearly I'm a Kiss fan. I yeah. Like, you know, I've got the ink I, on my kind of noticed. And, you know, I've been a fan since I was like ten or twelve years old. or is something Is that because like of
0: that. the music or just because of the overall popularity? Not popularity is the wrong word. The overall kind because they are a the one of show. The, yeah, they're the, they're yeah. one of the first real big marketing geniuses. I am.
1: I mean, I, I became a fan in the early days, so I've, I've been a Kiss fan since probably seventy six. Okay um but it was was, um i I heard a song um i heard rock and roll night party every day i was like okay that's got me that is that is the mantra of life rock (laughs) and roll night party every day bang went out started buying the records but in saying that um whilst i'm you know clearly a monster kiss fan i'm a monster pop head i love pop okay um you know, Prince, one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Boy George is one of my favorite artists. Dead or Alive is like my all time favorite song. You've got song. A
0: picture of you and Boy George um, up here. Yeah.
1: I do. I, 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 that's, I've that got, a, when he I've came got here. a couple of photos of Boy George. I, There's I need, some he
0: can't show us because they're personal <laughs> pictures. <laughs> well, this is us in the tub. <laughs> well, Boy George has got
1: this, this really terrible freaking habit of like, if you, if you pose with him and like you're standing next to him. The second the photographer is going to take the photo, he leans forward so that he can be in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) So that photo on the couch doesn't look that bad. But the other one, I'm literally standing. So the angle is a little... A little dodge and he's bending forward and it looks like I'm just standing behind him smiling. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's told that story yeah, a yeah, few yeah. times, hasn't he? Yeah. Hey? Just, just to cover yeah. himself. Just, just to yeah, yeah. cover my back. I wasn't doing anything I wasn't behind caught, him. I wasn't caught like that. He <laughs> bent forward. <Yeah. laughs> so what brought you to the old island of Phuket?
1: Yeah. The Sunshine Island. Um... A bit of a funny story. I mean, we live here because we're South African and South Africa is a shithole. But. <laughs> don't <laughs> hold <Fair> back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't hold back. See what you feel. <laughs> There's a I lot of you, actually. B- live I believe Africa. we played rugby on the weekend, but I'm I'm that unpatriotic that I don't even know who we played or what the score was.
0: Uh, I played <laughs> <can> Japan, <laughs> tell you, you yeah, won. Yeah, well done to South Africa. They beat a Japanese <laughs> rugby team.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the only rugby team we can beat at this point, I'm sure. But um, in the year of the tsunami, so. Uh, Again, a, a backtrack story. Debs and I, at one point, we were building this really big house in, in a suburb of Johannesburg. And it took a long time to get this freaking house built because we had a shitty builder and whatever. But we had just moved in. Um, we were trying to furnish the place. Debs was getting it nice, looking great. And because of the stressful build, I said to her, we really, really do need to go on a holiday this year. And she said, "Um, cool, I want to go to Greece. And I said, well, (laughs) my nephew Jason keeps talking about Phuket. It's like the best place on earth. Um, And then she said, look, but we also need curtains for the lounge for this new house. (laughs) So in that particular year, the curtains won. We bought the curtains instead of going on holiday. (laughs) And as it turned out, it was the year of the tsunami. So, right, right. so we, we were literally saved by the curtains. Yep. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly. We've still got
2: those curtains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would not be letting them go. No, but for anyway, some reason, all I years can think
0: about that, is we... bamboo curtains, which is a terrible <laughs> yeah. different yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> and it's kept many people here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then a couple of years after that, we decided, okay, we, we would now get on this um, vacation. So we came to Phuket. Um, stayed in the Tao area right? and absolutely fell in love with the place. So this must have been about 2007. Okay. The same year I was here. And we came back the next year and then we kind of started coming like twice a year. And I think by the third visit, we knew we wanted to live here. Wow. So we kept coming back just to, you know, recce the place more and more and more.
0: And you, you were still – were... You had your recording stuff still in South Africa, and at
1: the time. I, I, yeah. So I think by that time I'd I'd closed my record label down, and I was now fully functioning as a as a recording studio. Um, and in in fact, you know, again, there's just it's it's there's just the decisions you make in life. So at the period that we had decided, well, not the period we decided we were leaving, we had decided a a while ago. So we had sold the house, we had sold the cars, we were renting, um, and my relationship with universal music was becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And a lot of the stuff that I was producing at that point was being signed by Universal Music. Oh, cool. And at that point, um Sony had just lost the the Idols, you know, the American Idol yeah. Idols um license globally and it was given to Universal. And Universal approached me and said, We want you to come bring all your shit to Universal and be the in-house producer because we're now going to have all these idols that we need to produce. Wow, cool! And I was like, "Buddy, I'm getting on a I'm getting on a plane in <laughs> like two months. <laughs> you know, you, where was the like software a yeah, year yeah. ago? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to turn that down and go. I'm sorry, I'm I'm committed. We're we're committed at this point and we're leaving. So far out. We gave that up and we left, and um, yeah, we haven't looked back.
0: And so you came here with your partner Debs, who's
1: yep. lovely, and um.
0: Blaze must
1: Blaze was already so Blaise, he, when we arrived on the island, Blaze was nine years old. Okay, yeah. Um, and now he's eight foot tall. And I, <laughs> you know, now he's eight foot tall and nineteen years old. Yeah. And <laughs> tattooed up to the eyeballs. <laughs> he, he is. So in, in South Africa, I mean, you know, he used to hang around with me when I, um, when we were doing sound checks for Toxic Shame and all that sort of stuff. So he, he grew up in, know, firstly a live music environment, mm. and then secondly in a recording studio. Once we built the studio. Um, but I always consciously made a decision, you know, with Debs to say, I'm not pushing this kid into anything. He's going to ask me. Apart from the uh, ditch, when he's stupid and naughty. I mean, South Africa, we beat the shit out of our kids. (laughs) uh, (laughs) We're allowed to. It's the rules. (laughs) But, um, you know, when I was growing up, I'm the, I'm the sixth of five children,
0: (laughs) How that I'm,
1: work I'm out? Sorry, say that again <laughs> slowly. <laughs> well, my math <laughs> <Yeah>. isn't good, <laughs> yeah. Gary. But... Apparently, one of them died really young. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, brilliant. A <laughs> yeah, yeah. bit of humor. <laughs> so, um, so, my closest sibling is 16 years older than me. Wow, okay. Um, my younger sister is 16 years older than me. Um, but when I was growing up, my dad, you know, being from, you know, born in the 20s, mm. was a, a man's man, man's as man. they were back yeah, in yeah. then, you know, and... I grew up with the continual pressure that I was going to be a boxer and a rugby player. And I was like, buddy, I don't like getting hurt. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing either not of them." It's been funny. You see <laughs> this face. Yeah. This doesn't like getting yeah. hit. <laughs> so I said to Debs, I'm not putting my kid under that pressure of saying you're going to be this or you're going to be that or, or whatever. And quite literally he had to ask for his first guitar for his birthday and all that sort of shit. Why and did ask you- for lessons and, you know, I wanted to make sure that if he was going to be a muser, which it looked clearly like he was going to be, that it's something that he wanted but to do. But it's driven from him. No, absolutely. Because yeah. he's the one that's buying into it. Exactly.
0: And... What age did he ask for his first guitar?
1: Um, probably at the age of about five.
0: Okay. Far out.
1: And then we bought him a little acoustic guitar because, I mean, you know, you're five years old, your hands yeah. are very big. Um, and then... Again, he wanted an electric for his birthday, which was his ninth birthday. So we bought him one for his ninth birthday in South Africa. Uh, it's actually the, the guitar that's on the cover of his new album. All right, cool. Yeah, and he, he plays that guitar quite a you can, lot.
0: You can plug the new album if you want,
1: I don't mind. Uh, fake Smiles, uh, Broken Strings, out now. Right on iTunes, we'll put a link in the description. <laughs> Just, hey, hey, like, we could,
2: we could actually, as part of the outro, we can, we can start the tune off,
0: couldn't we? I could probably, we, well, Blaze actually was part of, he did, I think he was, he did a bit of guitar work, didn't he, on our, on our No, uh,
1: he, he sat that one out. Oh, he sat... not oh, yeah. well, do case, the case, first fuck he, his album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he,
0: I think he helped with the first one that I did, did for my radio yeah, show, for the yeah, Thai did, radio he show. He did he, a little music
1: for that one. Yeah, he did the music for that one for a little bit me. of voices and whatever, yeah.
0: So when you came here, did you, you set up the recording? That the idea was to set up a recording studio in
1: Phuket? Um, it, again, it wasn't. The idea was to move to Thailand. It was to get out of South Africa. And the reason that. You
2: must have a view as to what you were going to do when you were here.
1: The the, the reason we actually didn't. The reason that we wanted to get out of South Africa is um, being a white male in South Africa, you're literally at the bottom of the pecking order in terms of jobs and job opportunities. Um, There's a thing called black economic empowerment, and the rules state that if you've got a candidate that's a black male, he's first option, then black female, then. Indian, then and colored, then and, and then you know, even a white female is preferred above a white male. So there was no future for Blaze off the bat. Secondly, I'd started making a name for myself with legend music um on the jingle side. Um, you know, recording adverts yeah. and, and I was even doing stuff for the um SABC, South African Broadcast Corporation and a lot of the big banks and and stuff like that. But the black economic empowerment goes that far in that they've legislated to those big companies that they can only buy services from companies that are at least 50% black owned. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I'm a one man show and I'm not giving half of my company away. I'm just not doing it just so that I can try and get business. You know, something that I've I've worked um, for a long time. Business
2: which you're giving half away of anyway. Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway, so the long story short is we wanted to move out of the country. Um, we picked this place, we met with a lawyer on one of our visits, and we said to him, we've got these options. I can, we can do a recording studio, we can put our money into a bed and breakfast, um, and Debbie's brother's in, in kind of the oil supplements industries, and he had a product that we could punt, yeah, so we could like sell, you know, a molly slip or whatever the hell it was. And the lawyer actually said to us, firstly, importing shit into Thailand's a bit of a mission. yeah. And, <laughs> Russell does because he imports co- yeah. uh, cocaine. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, that was a Freudian slip. But I meant to right say right coffee. I might that but yeah. out of the podcast. I was just like, Russell does not
0: import <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. Coffee. 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 <laughs> the, yeah, coffee. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> That's it's not brown, brown, white. isn't it? It's and brown. canine <laughs> products. And canine products, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then he said, you know, there's a billion B&Bs here. The hotels yeah. run big specials. You'll be forced out of the market in a heartbeat. He said, but there are no... Foreign owned recording studios here. So that seems to be your niche. Yeah. Do that. We're like, cool. That's well, yeah, your wheelhouse then house anyway. Then we just, so. Yeah, exactly. Pack all the crap up in South Africa and ship it over. And so that's exactly what we did. We, um, on our very last visit here, we rented a premises at Boat Lagoon, went back to South Africa, packed all our crap up, put it in a container, and then set the dates for moving.
2: Because you, you, yeah, you had the studio in Boat Lagoon, didn't you? I Drive did, it. Yeah. It was on the right hand side. It was, just yeah. About, yeah, I remember going to that. That's the one. That's yeah, quite a big. Massive place, studio, yeah, like four hundred yeah. squares.
1: Yeah. Beautiful big studio. But um des- despite the fact that we um, after a couple of months were like very, very busy. Yeah. Um, the market doesn't dictate that we can charge a lot for our services. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we were working our ass off and just paying it all back in rent. Yeah. Eventually after a year and a half or two years of that Debs and I went, you know what? Let's just move this crap home. You know, most Thai people work from home, yeah we'll become like that. Happy days, yeah, fair enough. It so, was a lovely studio. Wasn't it? it was, it was yeah. beautiful, yeah.
0: So who do you, so what, what do you do now? So what, what's your kind of day-to-day, week-to-week, what's the word I'm looking Something for? Something
1: close Things. to nothing but different than the day before. Come oh again? my God, is that, is that a
0: song title? He's writing lyrics. should be, yeah. Good yeah. lyric. I'll take that. I'll have that. My Put little jingle and are you going? It's
1: my favorite Prince lyric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Raspberry Beret. Yeah. Should have guessed that. I do as little as possible. No, no. Um, we, so we started with the music with studio. The music studio has um, fortunately been very busy for a number of years now. Um, mostly I do music. Um, I do get a lot of requests for voiceovers. Okay. Not overly fond of voiceovers because it's far more stressful than recording music. When you're doing um, like voiceovers, like we are now, mm-hmm. um, you know, motorbike noise, birds tweeting outside, all of that sort of shit can come through on the recordings. Especially when I, I'm Let getting me a tell you about like recording. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know uh, but,
2: nothing about the pain of that. You know, but, let me tell you about the pain of stars in those cool. It's like company. it's noisy and shit. So it's like you, know, you don't
1: hear all of that crap. Yeah, fair one. Yeah.
2: And for, for the work that you do, is it all for uh, Phuket based clients? or? Um,
1: no. Honestly, no. Uh, my two regulars that I have at the moment um, on the music side one is an American, uh, a retired American man, mm-hmm. um, recording my second album with him now. So he comes to Phuket for long periods of a time, a year okay. at a time. Um, and we're, we're about two-thirds of the way through his second album. Okay. Um, I have a, French, um, a, a young French guy that is a, a regular. Um, again, he spends time on the island and time off the island. Yep. And on the voiceover side, no, it's usually internationals. It's usually guys that are on holiday. So yep. either you know, actors, voice actors, um, or voiceover artists that come on holiday And then they get a call, hey, we need, you know, you've either got to fix something for a movie or fix something for a TV program, which was the last one I did. Um, Or, hey, we've got this jingle for you and you're the only voice that can do it. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we need a studio. We need a studio, yeah. Um, So that's, on the voiceover side, it's purely international. Music side, the regulars and the non-regulars are uh, a mixture of, you know, back uh, karaoke singers that Right, want to okay. record a song to a backtrack and yeah, okay. you know, want to sound like they sound when they're singing karaoke, which is a bit heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> um, Or singer-songwriters. You know, I get quite a lot of singer-songwriters um, that'll come in and go, you know, I can half-ass play a guitar, but I can write songs and I want to sing them. And I need you to create these songs for me. So I'll rent in. So,
2: okay. So that that was the track I was going to go down. So like for, for me, I could walk in and say, "This is this is the song I've got in my head. This is how it sounds." Yeah. I can dabble a bit on the keyboards and give you a yeah. structure to it, but you can then take that and build it, Absolutely. bring in the session and players, and make it sound like it should sound.
1: Without a doubt, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing I like to do the most, and it's probably the thing I'm best at. Okay. So I can I can pull the sound out of your head and make it sound. Make, Give the song the best version of you that I can give it. Cool.
0: Are you, are you lining Gary up to
1: record 100%. Our, our Christmas, <laughs> yeah. I can know where this is going. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. This, I'm lining Gary up to I – mean, <coughs> Excuse me. Because I, I spent time in a recording studio – oh, crikey, this is nearly 20 years ago. So um, I, I've I've been playing keyboards since I was – kind of weird what but, yeah, yeah,
0: you've but never told me you well, play the keyboard <laughs> well
2: he never told you he went to war we're just learning this about him now very right? true right? going right? to so war and playing is... the keyboards
0: are very different things though well it depends how you do it I guess they're both noisy but why, <laughs> did, why then hold on why yeah. then have I paid Gary's team mm-hmm. to record our intro for us when you could have just done it on your keyboard and I could have because sang because A my
2: keyboards have been packed up for the last couple of years because my key, my my studio room which is just my keyboards is um, my kennel room at the minute. So the plan is once the, the new facility is open, I can get that out. I will dust out the keyboards and You've see if never they still t- work.
1: We've
0: done live comedy shows and I never so, knew you <laughs> I could have written so much more stuff well, in that show. I've actually, I know. You could what, what
2: hit the car I'll send you my link on SoundCloud because it's been up there for years, just some of the stuff I recorded. So and This is why I asked about your, your styles because I, I have a very, and Em will tell this, I have a very eclectic, Taste in music. I'm not just like yeah, I'm a, a rock dog, and that's it. I will listen to to rock. I would listen to some classical. I would listen to pop. I will listen to euphoric house. I'll listen to trance. I, I'm I'm all over the shop
1: and crap eighties and, uh, and crap there is nothing so, crap about the eighties. Which 80s. which which is by the way the best genre of uh, the no, best kind of music. Eighties 80s 80s terrible. Eighties <laughs> music is awful. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, um,
2: so yeah, so I recorded two um, a, a fair amount of I wouldn't say album worth, but some, You've done an album? I've probably got enough material for an album, but I wouldn't say it was anything decent. <laughs> so there's probably a couple of tracks in there that are, are quite, I dare say, quite good. Um, but I hate you both. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you both the links and you can... <laughs> Gary doesn't I want to hear your shitty little keyboard playing. I <laughs> do, so like I can rip it apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you would do that, but Gary might say, right, well, if we did this properly, this is what we might be able to do with this.
1: Exactly. No!
2: And that would just be, that's a, just a pet project no, for if me. Anyone's I'm just hijacking the podcast. Jay, that we will let you play
1: tambourine. If it, we will. No, <laughs> no, oh, fuck you all. Fuck, fuck it, no. Triangle.
0: Fuck you. Fuck you. Right? If there's it's anyone. He's very sweary to it, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to be famous doing stuff, it's me. Not, I don't want to hear. Don't give him. This happens to me all the time. He can be the
2: manager. I'm
0: the manager. (laughs) No, 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 yeah, that's my job. (laughs) Always a bridesmaid,
2: aren't I? Always a bride. (laughs) Oh, carry on, you two. Talk about your
1: twinkle keyboard shit.
2: (laughs) Well, no, that was it. It was just a.
1: Well, there's only two genres of music I don't like. However, it doesn't make it doesn't. Oh no, let's play game. Let's play game. Um, I'm gonna go reggae or drum and
0: bass. Right, so that's your two. I'm gonna go jungle and gangster rap.
1: You're you're right on one of those. Oh, one point to me, gangster rap, rap. gangster rap, yeah. But in saying that, I, I've recorded a truckload of gangster rap. It's it's kind of funny shit because you have you have these like quite sweet, polite people coming in, and then just going and way off a the cliff the minute they get in the booth. It's. All you know your titties out and you know, <laughs> playing with your
2: pussy
1: and and <laughs> it's, it's Gary's, Gary's and, gangster and, and, rap, and, get and your honestly, titties out. Some of the lyrics are, are that shocking. I'm fairly, that sure, I'm
2: fairly confident he's moderating this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, and,
1: and, and, I mean, some of them that, that's literally quite shocking. So the guy'll say, um, "Hold on, I, I, I just need to redo that part," but he, he's so ashamed of his own lyrics, he, you know they, they won't tell me like go back to. That part, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, it's like, can you just take me about a minute back? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know why, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know why. Because the lyrics about. are shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: you also oh, own I mean, um,
1: the other one is, um, oh, the, oh, sorry, yeah, the, go the, on. the other one is jazz, uh, jazz, jazz. I, I, jazz. I despise oh, yeah, yeah, jazz. No, fair one. But okay,
0: bores me. Before I ask you the question, I was, was going to interrupt you at um, which there's so many different genres of jazz, though. Is it the over? Because I mean, bossa nova could almost be classified as jazz esque. And what about swing and all any Lighting, sh-
1: anything that's kind of got a, a pop sensibility? I'm fine with. Right. But when you you know when free jazz is just when they just go, it's sh- sh- just pointless. Y- sh- 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 and that's you are know, doing jazz.
0: Oh, okay.
1: E, e, was... Even like a lot of those good standards, you know, they're perfectly good good pop songs ruined by jazz chords. It's right. Like, you <laughs> know, well, not you hit a chord that shouldn't be there, it's like, come on, guys, yeah. you yeah, know, ذ- about. <laughs> I'm not a jazz fan. I
0: must admit. That's hands. I <laughs> oh, like jazz no, no, oh, hands. Are wow. Wonderful, wow. All good with that. <laughs> you know. So, Gary,
1: you also own Papa. Tell us yes. about what's Papa. So, Papa. Wow, we were dragged, kicking and screaming into that. And do you have a brand new bag? Sweet Lord, I do. Um, it's got lots of sequins on, and um... <laughs> That took yeah. you a second. <laughs> that? No, I just, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I got it. I got it in <laughs> end. <laughs> lots of sequins on a boa. <laughs> then I'm done. Um, Papa, Academy of Performing Arts. We. Um, being, you know, in the music industry in Phuket, we obviously had met a girl called Siobhan McGovern, mm-hmm. and she Canadian had, chick, wasn't she? Canadian girl, yeah. yeah. Be- one of the best singers I've ever ever seen. Better than Celine Dion, or not? Um, they're both Canadian, by the way. They're both Canadian. They probably uh, Siobhan has got the pipes. A different singer. Yeah. But, I before I let pipes. you finish
0: the story, I I liked Siobhan. I always thought she was an amazing, talented. She was a musician, musician, a musician, and she was a singer as well. She, she yeah. played, didn't she, a bit? Yeah, she could play violin and keys. Now, if she's listening, I apologize, but my only issue with Siobhan is she didn't have what I would call stage presence, in a way that I wanted her to, maybe, because you were about to argue with me a little
1: yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I am about to argue with you, but um, I, I, I have seen her great on stage, and I've seen her not great on stage, but um, as far as professionalism... Oh, she's pretty. Uh, you, you just don't get better. Does she, she work with she could you? literally Sorry. get on the stage and, and you know put on such a show, regardless of whether she was in a bad mood, sick, whatever it might be. You you never knew. Maybe I never. She worked but
2: with you at the old studio in Boat Avenue. Uh, Boat
1: um, no, so w- what she did is when I closed that studio down, she actually rented that spot and opened up her music school. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's um, what I know. So Siobhan's music um, school was based there, and again, Shavon being a, a musician a, and a teacher. She um, needed help on the business running of the su- of the school, so we got involved with helping her on the business side running the school. Okay. After a little while of doing that, we were approached by what was then PIA, um, now <laughs> UWC T, to say, yeah, UWC <laughs> T, to say, um, hey guys, we want to change up our music department, and we want all of these things. Can you give them to us? And Debs and I being, you know, uh, entrepreneurial South Africans, we went, hell, of course we can. Yeah. You know, they could have asked for, you know, table mounts yeah. and we would Just, have went,
2: yes, of course we can, say yes first. Just tomorrow, you yeah. know, we'll give that to you tomorrow. Yeah.
1: So we got over we were like, what the hell are we yeah. going to do yeah. now? But anyway, we in the back of my head while we were saying, of course we can do this, I already had Siobhan, you know, yeah. going, cool, I can get Siobhan, we can employ another teacher or two or three or whatever it might be. Um, we met with Siobhan, we put the whole plan together and then we started the Pocket Academy of Performing Arts which was solely based at that location and Siobhan's used to run separately and after about two years of doing that we just smashed the two companies together and went cool, it's now all called the Pocket Academy of Performing Arts and then about a year after that she went I've had enough of teaching and I'm out of here. I'm (laughs) off off to a retreat in South America for five years. (laughs) Wow. She did just go quite quickly, I felt. (laughs) She did. She 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 had had enough. um, teaching teaching um, kids is not the problem. It's it's dealing with the parents and and dealing with with, parents uh, are arseholes. Uh, not all of them. Most cause of them. Because you're a parent and, and, and well, i, I kind of <laughs> yeah, like that, that's you. That's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like me, but you don't, I don't bring my kids to you. That's <laughs> the difference. Yeah. At the moment, we've got only wonderful parents in the <laughs> school. <laughs> <laughs> but we have had some really challenging ones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's the same with dogs. The dogs are never the problem. Oh, absolutely.
1: But you know, but as a dog, I mean, so there's another thing that I, I've done in my life. Um, you know, not, not as my main job, but I, um, I trained dogs for three years. Oh, there we go Really? Um in really? A, in a police method, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> for for the police? No, but I, I, I trained uh, you know for um you know the general public, okay. but the guy that owned and ran the dog school was a, a Exp- a, a police sort of thing. Yeah. Um, dog trainer. i got a good friend who's a dog trainer as well, Gary. You should meet him. Do you? Absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, you, you keep saying you're going to introduce me to is him. Is he though. any good? <laughs>
0: no, he just blames the owner of the dog. He doesn't, you know. <laughs> well, it, well, it is always the owner yeah. of the dog. Because yeah. yeah. dog
1: training, you know, dog training is just just a, a euphemism. You don't train the dog, you train the owner. So <laughs> the, one
2: of the first things my mentor said, well, there's two things. One was the first day of school. It's like if you guys are here because you prefer working with dogs, and working with dogs now is much easier, and it means you don't have to work with people. You're in the wrong fucking game. <laughs> all right? You're not just a dog trainer. Yes, obviously, that's what you're here for, but you're a marriage counsellor. Uh, you're a, uh, you're a, yeah. a guardian. I'll give you the marriage counsellor, but i just yeah. have to say right now, you
0: are the worst marriage counsellor I've ever been to.
2: To be fair, in your particular case, I'm the best. I advise you no. not to do it in the first place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but...
2: Back in the day, I remember where we were having this conversation. Okay, you're a very
0: get out now. You're a very good divorce (laughs) counselor. (laughs) You you, you did very well at divorce counseling. I'll give you that one.
2: (laughs) And I've emceed quite a few weddings. (laughs) Yes, you have. Fairly ironic in in and of itself.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Have you ever emceed emceed a wedding of someone who'd been who you'd emceed before? I've always I have always wanted to know that not about you but in general because I have oh, DJed like, at a shed second loads of, time yeah round. I wanted to DJ oh, so their, their second event yeah yeah oh I right to, no, no no always no. wanted to DJ at someone's second event just to say hey <laughs> well done
2: uh, no I've done like you know friends of the couples and stuff like that but not but the same the, room. but never they same, got divorced same groom same, same, same got together or same groom no never okay done
0: so that. back to Gary so I I've had so you're we're in your studio now but
1: downstairs you've got the music room so is that part of Papa yep. or is that legend what's that um no that's that's part of Papa so. When, um, when Siobhan left, we bought her out, um, her partnership, and we closed down her facility and we built a music room downstairs. Mm. And the reason we did that is um, 90, probably 95% of our, of our client base is based at UWCT, um, on-site music teaching. But we have a whole heap of really, really good students that um, – had come up through Siobhan's ranks that we just didn't want to abandon. Yeah. Um, so we have one teacher a, uh, a day um, for the whole week that comes to our facility here, and we teach kids from BIS, um, Kajonkiet, Head Start. You know, all the non-UWCT and adults. Can I just? put out? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've
0: actually and mm, you, I've trained here. I've physically, I have paid money mm. to have singing lessons it's here. A bad we'll use of the word. Adult, actually, we I actually, we actually have
1: quite a lot of adult students. I think at the moment we probably have four or five.
0: I really I've enjoyed my time. I'm just no I'm, let me just big up the no, Russell.
1: No, no, no. I really enjoyed my
0: time here at Papa Studio. Make sure you come. Thanks. That's it And
2: what are you teaching? Is it just in terms of I mean, obviously vocal guidance, you know, how okay, you use so, your voice and to so sing properly. Uh,
1: how we try and differentiate ourselves from the rest of the pack in Phuket and there are a lot of music schools in Phuket is we decided early on that we wanted to teach contemporary music lessons. Most music lessons are taught based on kind of a classical curriculum, mm-hmm. um, an ABRSM curriculum, whereas we chose a UK uh, brand or school called Rock School London, and it's contemporary music. So you're learning the school stuff rock. that yeah, exactly, School of Rock. Yeah. But See what um, you, did you know, it's drums, guitar, electric guitar, um, acoustic guitar, ukulele, bass. Um, on the piano side. Can so I just the say, sorry, ukulele
0: doesn't really fit in with the rock.
1: Yeah, but thanks to Taylor Swift. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> what about the big fat Hawaiian dude?
1: Yeah, but, you know, he, that was so long ago that we had, you know, we'd, we'd moved, moved past, past that. that. Yeah. We'd moved past that. Yeah. And then, you know, Taylor found a ukulele in the trash or something. And then all of a sudden, every kid wants to play ukulele. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> already, Moving I, think, I think we've only taught like two kids ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> the rest we'd beaten over the head with it. The, <laughs> the other one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Didn't there, but who was the black uh, the black and white guy? <laughs> I, I almost got really racist. Who was the guy that used to? He was cleaning windows. One when I'm cleaning windows, didn't he play the ukulele?
2: Anyway, back to the school.
1: Yeah, uh, keyboards. Keyboard. <laughs> um, <I'm a> keyboard. <laughs> um, <on> the keyboard <laughs> curriculum is split up between piano and um, electric piano or synths, so yeah. you can take yeah you can take different things like that. Um, band lessons. That, so it's it's purely based on on teaching kids music that. Is fun for them, mm-hmm. and that they can play with their, you know, with their peers. They can jam together, and it's hard to go and jam on Tchaikovsky or something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now that I've had my singing lessons, and I've now found out you're a keyboard player, are we going to do this then? Is this is do where what? this is going?
2: Do what? Are there, well, we're going to record yeah, our song. No, yeah, has yes, the duo, the, should, I'm the, the, not the Jay sure and we Russell duo. Mm. I, I'm not sure we should put it on
0: the podcast. Yeah, I was just checking that my name was first. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, so you're all right. Yeah, carry on. Well, it's
1: alphabetical, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, so, true, but yeah. no, I
2: think we should do a Christmas single.
0: No, I know you want to. Okay, well, we can do a Christmas single. Of course you Cause, can. Cause I think that would be fun. But uh, does that we, mean we have to write one, or are we just going to sing one that we already know?
2: Well, let, let's ask someone, if we can find someone who knows about the music industry. Mm. If we can find someone that might know something about it, we could ask them the question. So, okay. for example, like I can say, so, Gary.
1: <laughs> so, so if, if I happen to be <laughs> just, one of if those you just, people. <laughs> if you happen to be that particular person, would you suggest that
2: Jay and I did a Christmas single that was a cover of a, you know, insert well-known Christmas single here, be it a carol or a well-known Christmas song? Sure. Or we write our own, the shark and sniffer, Christmas number one.
0: Once again, I'm pleased I was at this front.
1: So, the... The, or we could do both, have an the, A and a B the, side. The original, the original um, answer would have been right one. But because you guys have left it so late in the day.
2: Late, dude, it's Christmas October. Christmas is
1: around the corner. Christmas
2: is miles away. <laughs> we could knock this out
1: in an afternoon. <laughs> I could bang one out pretty quick, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, you know what? I'm going to move down the sofa. I think <laughs> right one. Right one. Yeah.
2: That's going to take effort and time though, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Not the answer you wanted. Okay
2: no, well, okay. no, but it does lead me into my, uh, another question. Um, for you as a producer. Um, so if someone comes, are you only dealing with the material that you're given? Like I come in and said, look, I've got this song, here's the lyrics or this is the music. And you build from there. Or can you, can you just bang one out yourself? <laughs> so, and if you're, if you're creating your own content, if you're creating your own music, are you do you, do you, do you, where am I starting from? Do you go music first and build a song around that? Or oh, do you write question. lyrics first and build music around
1: that? Um,
2: or do you do both at the same time?
1: It, me personally, who can't play a single instrument. Mm-hmm. Well, but, answer that question. But has written a truckload of songs yeah. and continues hear it, to right, write so. a truckload of songs. Um, I tend to write... Ah, oh, I don't know. I want I wanted to say lyrics first but it isn't. It absolutely isn't. Usually it starts with a melody. Um yeah, yeah. I you know I'll wake up with a melody in my head, some lyrics will form and then I kind of bang it out on the keyboard, you know, one-fingered and yeah, yeah, yeah. and build a just song to get like a thread that. Yeah. Um but in 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 terms of like a a Christmas song for instance. So if you guys wanted to write a Christmas song, I could I could just bang out a, a, a a sequence of chords in other words structure a song mm-hmm. for you and you would write something on top of that yeah okay. Um, and get your vocal melodies and and whatever that'll go on top of that yeah. well now
0: we've got old beethoven sat next to me right <laughs> surely you must <laughs> not <have>, same <Saint> bernard <laughs> no surely you must have some sort of um song that we can just put words over uh, already I, done
2: i <clears> don't <throat> off the top of my head no and again i haven't had the ivories out for ages but
1: yeah, but I mean, pr- if you're going to write a Christmas song, you know, Christmas is kind of cliche. That's, it's specific. You, 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 yeah. you just take like the magic chords, you know, the ones that kind of fit with every hit song that's ever yeah, been yeah. written. It was only like um, four chords that we have used, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, bang that's those right. four chords out, put a couple of Christmas bells in them to make it Christmas year, and, you know, off you go write your music, write your lyrics to it. Yeah. And then come in and sing it.
2: Because I, I tend to find, I, if I'm being creative in that sense, it's music and lyrics kind of together at the same time. Yeah. It's just, it's just like you so say, you're in the shower or you're in the car. And it just kind of strikes you, and you just build yeah, it from absolutely there. Yeah. Whereas if you look at someone like Elton John, why are you flat on the Because mouth? I'm just um, no,
0: I'm shocked that I never knew how much of a museo you were. Right, but, there's, <laughs>
2: but there's also, I mean, there's a lot of people that, um, I mean, for me the biggest draw be, um Bernie Torpin and Elton John. Yeah. Bernie was the writer. He would just write lyrics. That was all he did was yeah. write lyrics. Elton couldn't do that bit, but and he could just do the music. So you can give him the the lyrics, and he
1: would put the music. And together he'd be the way inspired. That, you play it in a particular, Which, and way, I couldn't do right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess
2: anyone could write lyrics. You're just you're just writing words, right? But it's how that forms into your melody, and that that obviously chops sure. and changes. I don't think I could do it that way around I would find it easier if I had just um, if you gave me some music. Yeah, I could fill that with words because you, you've got the flow already in place.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's easier, sometimes not. i,
2: I would, like, guess it's down but to I, the individual, right? But I mean, yeah. You, but right.
1: I, I mean, you know, in, in your particular case, if it's not a particularly strange set of chords with, you know, with a strange melody or something going mm-hmm. on, it's, it's easy enough to write to. Okay. Um,
0: I'd just like to point out to listeners now, I'm completely lost where this <laughs> conversation is going.
1: So, all right. <laughs> Carry so on. So in terms of Christmas
0: number one, <laughs> yeah. right. So yeah, bearing
2: yeah. in mind that, your yeah, time is getting a little yeah, on the no, tight side. Yeah, not yeah, not yeah, for the just, podcast.
1: Just, just the year. Oh, okay. For um, both, actually.
2: Um, both, yeah. So... Uh, would you be able to maybe sort of give us a bit of guidance in terms of a, a general structure for a, a melody? All right, I'll, tell you, you what, we can, well, I'll tell you what. I'll just, I, I, I'll just,
0: Gary, do you have a melody that you can send us that we can put uh, some words through for a Christmas song? That's what you were to ask, wasn't
1: it? I, I'll, I'll do that. There you go. Sure, <laughs> <you're> done. Done. <laughs> done. And then Easy. we'll come here and we'll record it. <laughs> I'll send you a Christmas song. You just <laughs> tell me if it's in the right key for your vocals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell ah, you yeah. now <laughs> I know my key.
0: Uh, who's vocally oh. singing? Am I singing or are you singing? Well, I think we should well, both, both. I think do we should it. both. Well, should, okay, well, I am. Um, has, I have had lessons, I'm a professional singer. I've done one song on stage. Thank you very much. And your key is? Uh, I, I don't know. Did I say I knew? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. You you said you knew. Well, no, I know. I don't have a good head voice. Oh. I can't... (laughs) No. So you a voice inside your head. No, I was very good... (laughs) (laughs) And and is there only one? (laughs) That voice is nuts. He's a fucking nut. The song I sang was very much of the kind of... um, The swing kind of... The Frank Sinatra. That kind of... By the sea, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was somewhere beyond the sea. So I I hit that quite well. Because it wasn't too high and it wasn't too low. And that that was... I was... I'm pretty much in the middle. I don't know what that means in key wise. Why don't you ask
1: Pete? Because he's... I, will, I, will, I was going to say, I'll, I'll actually just ask Pete. Yeah.
2: How do you find your key?
1: Um, everybody has a key that you're comfortable in. Um, I guess you just kind of sing along and bang on in your terms, bang on a piano and go. Okay, is it a C or, a the right, D or, the right or an okay, E? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's and how
0: I had my lesson. He would hit one, I would had to hit that go, note. Bah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, and I would and see it. where it's comfortable. Yeah. 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 Mm. And he said that, but as soon as I went to, as soon as it got too high, I guess, which is your head Switch to falsetto. What? okay isn't that a, yeah isn't that some voice, sort of falsetto, yeah. yeah yeah
2: that's a pasta dish that, that too
0: oh anyway I couldn't go too high so okay. yeah so keep it down so, in the middle so we'll, we'll, we'll keep Everyone's you uh,
1: what, are, what are men's keys probably I don't know D duh
0: that's <laughs> the highest ever mark I got so keep I'll be, be happy on. with that <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a D you'll get me through yeah. give me an F sharp any day <laughs> we are we are running out of time but we've got a little bit longer uh, so is there anything else Gary what do you want to promote Hey, no, yes, before, I was, no, no,
2: oh. before we get to that, and I'm, I'm sure you've forgotten to ask him ahead of time, but <gasps> you'll drop in the, in the shit anyway. What's on your bucket list? Huh. And while you're thinking of that, uh, do you, are you a flat earther?
1: Um, do you believe I'm, that the earth is flat? I'm not a flat earther because if the earth was flat, cats would have pushed everything off of it already. That's a really good.
2: Why
0: f- cats?
1: Because re- cats are arseholes. <laughs> because cats really pushed good. things <laughs> off of everything. That's isn't? fucking brilliant. <laughs> I like
2: that. But do you know any flat earthers? <laughs>
1: heard you <laughs> do you seriously
0: yeah and i do you know what I haven't told him this either <laughs> ever since you've been saying this
1: since the first ever podcast we, we, you brought it up we've kind of you know we, we I, just haven't told you. yeah I know I know the person as
0: well and I've known him for a long time who is it no I, it's not the point it's not it's not something that i because I know you have an issue with flat earthers
1: whereas I, don't,
2: I just really want to have them on the podcast and have this conversation
1: uh, th- uh, they'll join your podcast invite them would he yeah of course.
2: Who is it? Come on, can we? Can we? I'll
1: tell you after. Okay, we'll tell me we're after. I'm not going to give it, it room
0: surprise, yeah, but yeah, I know who I it make is. Make it, make it a surprise podcast. In fact, okay, I saw brilliant. him on Saturday. Yes, <laughs> that, <that's laughs> a, he was at the concert that Gary and I were both Fine. at.
2: No, mate, that's really cheered me up. Thanks for that. So
0: that,
1: that's got me over the result last night.
2: Anyway, bucket list.
1: Um, hey, what was I'm, the result last night? I'm a dead boring person, eh? Dead boring person, me. Bucket list. Ah, number one on Billboard. Yeah. Okay. What you or a, p- a produced song? A produced, Either. a produced or written song? How well, hey, we have just given you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to have my <laughs> number one on Billboard. Um, <laughs> do you believe you just
0: uh, We'll Carry on the bucket. Remind me to go back to bucket list with the Billboard charts and the, and the and the other the UK charts, top falling stuff like that. How much of that is now relevant as as it was back in the day with record sales? Whereas now, is it more of a marketing thing? So the example being, we know in the UK most times the the song that won X Factor will go to number one at Christmas, which was rather sure. than, so you never had the Christmas race until obviously that the rock guys destroyed it with a petition or whatever. But how much of the Billboard Top 100 and the Top 40 is really now still relevant? Um,
2: or more, the, the, the music
1: industry is at a, at a bit of an impasse, but it's only because if you, if you look at the demographic, um, probably people aged... 20 and younger uh, listen to all of their music on online. Yeah. You know, on um, Spotify Spotify, streaming and all that. Everybody older than that. And at least 30 from age 30 and upwards still listens to the radio. That's where, that's where we know to listen to our music. When we're in the car, we generally don't put a CD on or play Spotify. We put on a radio station and we listen to the radio. And so I I think at this point there is, equally as as important as each other in terms of revenue from the artist's point of view they still make volumes like 80 percent more if they've got a hit on radio than if they've got a hit on spotify yeah interesting spotify pay, those platforms pay next to nothing radio airplay pays a lot of money
0: See, so sorry, sorry i'm going to keep going on the radio side of things so when you've Got your band? Do you have to put the radio station will pay you? You pay the radio station. How does it work? How, do, how do the band make money from a play on the radio station?
1: Um, the band don't. The person that wrote the song does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The band make the money because they become popular. Yeah, because if you have a hit, um, you can tour and you can get people to pay and it's the money merchandise sales. And it's all that exactly, stuff, yeah. and buy the song. The band makes the money from them selling the song and stuff like that. But from the radio station playing it, they pay royalties to the songwriters.
0: And how much would you say does it? I mean, I for example, because the radio, I'm not going to mention anyone here, but let's say a radio station in Phuket's playing all these songs. They don't pay any royalties, surely.
1: No, but I mean, we, you know, we, we don't live in a, a normal environment in terms of that. If you were looking at like, you know, a Thai radio station, the Thai radio stations probably do pay royalties. Um, so so the, loosely, the way that it works around the world is radio stations, like they have software that, you know, queue up all the songs mm-hmm. and the adverts and all that there's also a software package that they've got to capture into all of the songs that are played on a daily basis. And that gets reported back to an industry body within the country. And part of their licensing fee um, is paid to that that body. So that body just divvies up Who's owed the what? license fees to the songs that were played. And that is collected by other industry bodies. And, you know, so... Eventually, you, you, you kind of have, you get the money in your pocket. So, for instance, your your song that, that we're about to write together because, you know, I, I also want some of the royalties. Yeah. So your Christmas <laughs> song that we're about to write together that will be number one this Christmas. You know, we, we'll see. In Phuket, for sure. We'll see royalties from that. Next December. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it takes yeah, that yeah, long yeah. to come through? Yeah. If we're lucky. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and then
0: how long do royalties last for? Is there a, a set amount of time that a song... Because, you know, there, there's... As much as it's played. So what about after 25 years? Is it you still have to play the royalties? Because isn't there a, a rule
1: well, that... After... You well, know, they pay the royalty when they play the song. Okay. So but the what more I... they play it, the more they pay. If they don't pay it, the song doesn't collect royalties.
0: But how long does a song remain copyrighted for until you can use it for... Um, other projects?
1: In America, 75 years. In the UK, 50 years. Okay. And, and after that, it's free yeah. for anyone to use without yeah, paying? Yeah, it, it goes into that. public domain and then you can use it and change it as you please. Yeah. Okay. Just on a... On a but slide. you don't earn royalties from it then. So.
2: Quirky note, in terms of um, music today, you've obviously been in the business a while but and you've also been a music fan. Do you see a difference in terms of, uh, say, quality... And I'm talking about your, your top top five hits, if you like, on a, a weekly, monthly basis. The quality of the song that's hidden there, is it more about the song and the music, or is it more about the, the, the marketing and the, the brand that's being pushed?
1: No, it's all about the marketing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to pick on, um, you know, if you listen to, like, the top ten Billboard or uh, UK or Australian mm-hmm. charts, it's really easy to pick on those songs because they are crap. Um, you know, poor lyrical quality poor instrumentation in terms of there's almost nothing going on in the back track but if you think back to like when we were young there were crap songs around in those days you know knock three times on the ceiling if you want me and you know shit like that the 80s saved us there was the the 80s had not one bad song but you know the 70s had some bad pop the 90s had lots of trashy pop but I think because to be honest you know the world's being dumbed down by the minute. You reckon? Absolutely. (laughs) This podcast hasn't helped, to be honest. So, um, (laughs) you know, there's just more dumb. So by default, there's more dumb music. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's about to be even more. (laughs) 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 And I think Uh, on that note. So we're going to redress the balance
2: (laughs) with a beautifully produced, melodic, Deep and meaningful, yet upbeat and fun Christmas, soon to be number one. Okay, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, on that note, Mr. Gary, thank you very much for being on the podcast. (laughs) Thank thank you. Uh, Mr. you Mr. Russell, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks, buddy. It's a pleasure. And well done for not mentioning the great result between Liverpool and Man United. And that's the end of the podcast.
1: I'll say it. It's not the end of the podcast. The ref was bought and paid for maybe not by united but by somebody the
0: outro to the podcast waiting for russell to come he's feeding dogs right now he's now coming
2: hello hi russell how you doing buddy that was a good chat that was a really interesting conversation i really enjoyed that i enjoyed not that i don't enjoy the other podcasts of course i do but i really enjoyed that one
0: i think for me I like the fact we're in a proper recording studio. That helped. Rather than the Mickey Mouse studio that we often are in, which is actually...
2: Like I said, often are in, but not in now. <laughs>
0: no, we are. Yeah, we have left the nice studio. We're in, we're in our Russell's recording studio. Um, but I also, he was in the Wars. He was stuff. in the war, I know. And you play the keyboard, which I didn't, didn't know. Did you see any of that coming? No. Oh, there you go. You it see, was good. So um, it's yeah. an
2: informative, educational podcast. It was very Brilliant. good.
0: We like Gary. We like Gary a lot. We'll talk to Debbie next time, and maybe Blaze as well. So we've got um, a few podcasts lined up. Actually, that would be
2: interesting to get Blaze on the show as well. Yeah, Blaze will be very mm.
0: interesting. Uh, so if you want to learn about Legend Studio, we'll put the link in the description. It certainly will be. Uh, if you want to learn about Papa Music School, we'll put the link in the description. That would be a good idea. Um, who have we got next week?
2: Um, I believe we have got the girls from Chow Pet Foods. We're Ooh. talking about things, canine and food.
0: Is that organic? Oh.
2: Define organic because it's a bit of a funky term, isn't oh, it? No, we'll, it's homemade.
0: We'll ask them when they're here.
2: We'll, I'll tell you, that's a good question for them.
0: We'll ask them when they're here. Cool. Um, if you do want to be on the podcast, though, um, we're, we're open to offers, especially flat earthers or any weirdos out there, <laughs> if that's the right thing to say. Um, you can email um, us at at g. I do actually have, oh, sorry, it's jlashark at gmail.com. Uh, Shark at gmail.com. I do... Uh, oh, God, calm. Yeah, finish one and then I do should the other do, shouldn't it? That's my brain working. And um, we do actually have an official show email address, which is Jay Jay Shark and friends, friends at gmail.com. gmail.com. So, but I've never used it.
2: Have you checked it? Because there could be thousands of emails from, from fan mail in there. You should check it.
0: Fan mail, probably. I uh, wish get some T-shirts. We could sell some merch. We could do some stuff. merch,
2: which actually would go well for our upcoming Christmas number one.
1: <gasps>
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, don't mention that. We just talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> about writing a Christmas number one. <laughs> um, we will be back um, next week. We will drop this every Tuesday. If you're interested, you can like us on uh, iTunes. You like like. might you-
2: be pushing it. Can we do it for Tuesday this week? There's oh, tea. mate,
0: don't worry. We'll get this out. It's on Tuesday. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> say that all the time. Uh, CastBox. We're on all the different so podcast providers. So basically, go providers. to your
2: podcast app. Or yes. Provider, search for Jay the Shark and Friends. Yes. And the Shark is one word. Yeah, it is. I yeah. noticed that actually. Jay yeah. the Shark, one word. It Jay is. the Shark and Le Friends. Shark is
0: one word. Um, also, if you're on iTunes, can you give us a like and a subscribe? Give us five stars, please. That
2: would be cool. Even if you don't like it, just give us a five star review. Yeah, anyway. it's not
0: for our. We don't really give a shit. It's no, um, just for but our own egos, really. <laughs> it's for our own egos, make yeah. us look good. if you, and if us if you don't
2: like the podcast, tell a friend.
0: Yeah, and if you give us one star, we know where you live. That's true. So we will find you, and um, I'm Hunt a trained Muay Thai fighter. And <laughs> Russell can kill you with dogs, licking you to death. Um, anything else you want to say? I think, I think you've
2: just summed it up beautifully.
0: Have we covered everything? I think so. A good pod. Uh, it, was a, it was a great pod. I like Gary. It's a nice guy. A nice guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. Um, shame about Liverpool, result. Um, I was going to say, like us on Facebook. Jada Shark and Friends podcast on Facebook. That was it, really. That's the one. Thanks, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Bye.
2: Bye.